Hello and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things that we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, as well as now Impact Wrestling, pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows as well as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. What a weekend of pro wrestling we have had once again, but I guarantee that there was no better show over the weekend than the one that I am here to talk about, that being AEW Full Gear from Saturday night. It may have been a long one, five hours in all if you add in the zero hour, but for me it didn't drag at any point. Emotions overspilling, false finishes that we all bit on, new champions crowned and a beautiful, violent brutality. This had everything for me, uh, but let's start with the pre-show. Now, I'm not going to go too much into the matches on Zero Hour. But the first match was a 10-man tag between the Factory's Cole Carter, Nick Comorado, Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson and QT Marshall versus Chuck Taylor, Trent Barada, Rocky Romero, Orange Cassidy and eventually Danhausen, who came out at the end with a sort of new extra evil persona someone did say that this was his ring of honor persona i don't know personally but he comes in kicks everyone's ass and wins the match a really fun 10-man tag that did its job had fun ricky starts and beat brian cage in the world title eliminated tournament another really good match um Best I've seen Brian Cage, I think. For Actually, I think he's been having some really good matches lately. Uh, Starks powered him up for the Rochambeau at the finish. And then Eddie Kingston lived out one of his dreams in another enjoyable match against the legend that is Jun Akiyama. And he actually won the match, which was a pleasant surprise. It was cool. Afterwards, he cut a fun hype promo until uh, he ran out of time. And then it was time for the main show. And they decided to start off with the steel cage match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And it turned out to be a great decision. Jungle Boy takes it straight to Luchasaurus at the beginning, but the big man tries to just throw him into the cage. But Jungle Boy sort of... Spider-Man himself and catches himself and delivers a drop kick off the cage. Uh, but Luchasaurus does throw him headfirst into the cage, which opens up Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy tries to throw a clothesline, but it has no effect at all. Luchasaurus then power bombs him into the cage. He also chokeslams Jungle Boy off a top rope, followed by a cutthroat for a two-count. Christian Cage, who's 
at ringside for this. Then steals the keys to this cage door out of a referee's pocket. He opens up the door but then gets taken to the back. Now Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy fight on the outside where Luchasaurus catapults Jungle Boy into the cage. He then pulls out a table and a couple of chairs. A bit later they fight on the apron and Luchasaurus delivers a big backdrop. Jungle Boy comes back and does a Canadian destroyer off a chair and then a kill switch onto the chair. Uh, Luchasaurus kicks out. He choke slams Jungle Boy through a chair, which just explodes everywhere. Look great. Uh, Jungle Boy then hits sliced bread off the top rope, but Luchasaurus just sits up. Uh, he gets a better of a striking exchange, but Jungle Boy just won't stay down and pulls out a pile driver for two. Luchasaurus then does a tombstone pile driver and his finisher, which I've forgotten the name of. Uh, that only gets a two count, though. He sets up a table, but Jungle Boy chokes him out and then just nails him with a steel chair. He heads up to the top of the steel cage and then drops an elbow through Luchasaurus, through a table from the top of the cage. He also locks in the snare trap and Luchasaurus taps out. What a great opener this was. Uh, the fans absolutely loved it. And this was a great way to reheat Jungle Boy, I thought, as he has gone a little bit cold lately. Luchasaurus looked like a real threat for the first time since he turned heel as well. Uh, yeah, credit to both guys. One of the better cage matches I've seen in ages. Really liked it. I, the one slight negative, and it is really slight, is I still don't like the, the steel cage. and I know it's different, but it seems to be too much of a gap and somebody's going to get seriously hurt there at some point. But no, good match. Then it was time for the return we've all been waiting for as the Elite took on Death Triangle for the Trios Championships. Um, the Elite were obviously stripped of those titles a couple of months ago after the All Out saga. They came out to Carry On Wayward Son by Boston, which was awesome. Uh, there was a big fuck CM Punk chant echoing around the arena uh, I'm going to miss some bits as I go through all this but I'll try my best uh, Omega and Pac started off the match and Omega does a float over Famouser but Pac head springs out of it and spits in the face of Omega Phoenix and Nick Jackson come in and they sort of do the spot where they just evade everything until they both catch roundhouse kicks there is then super kicks all round between both members of the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers uh, they all kip up after all four of them get knocked down and the crowd just goes nuts people have been shitting on that spot on Twitter which I've been arguing about 
Because how can you argue with that reaction that they got? Anyway, that's for another time. Uh, Bucks have double super kicks for everyone. And then all six men go at it. And Nick does a mad dive to the outside. Pack then stops Omega doing the you can't escape with a drop kick to the knee. There's then a triple drop kick for two count. Uh, Matt hits Northern Light suplexes to both Lucha Brothers. Penta though does a foot, double foot stomp to Matt's bollocks as they get the upper hand. Nick Jackson gets a hot tag. He runs wild. Uh, Omega tags in. Snap dragons all around. Followed by the awesome Terminator dive. And Matt hits a spike DDT on the apron to Phoenix, which Phoenix sold brilliantly. Nick then does a mad hurricane runner off the top rope to Penta, sending them both to the outside, wiping everyone out. Omega then hit a net breaker on Pack, uh, but Pack dodges a V trigger and delivers a massive rebound German. Death Triangle then did a triple tombstone spot. Uh, Phoenix dives off Penta's shoulders with a splash to Omega. Penta then springs off Phoenix's back and hits a Canadian Destroyer to, I think it was Matt Jackson. Phoenix with a rolling cutter on Nick. Pack then hits Black Arrow to Omega. Locks in the Brutalizer, but Nick Jackson breaks it up. Both Lucha Brothers hit dives, wiping out the Bucks on the outside. Phoenix delivers a spin kick to Omega's face. Uh, Pac tosses him the hammer, but he doesn't want to use it, so he tosses it back. Kenny delivers a massive V-trigger to Phoenix and a Tiger Driver 98 for two. Penta comes in and hits sling blades all round. Uh, the Elite hit a triple super kick to him. Poison Runner by Nick Jackson to Phoenix, a sit-out powerbomb by Omega, and then a BTE trigger, but Pac breaks up the pin. He goes to use the hammer, but Nick super kicks him. Another huge dive by him. Uh, Matt takes out Penta with a moonsault. Pac, sorry, Omega then nails another V-trigger to Phoenix, Pack hands him the hammer. Omega gets him up for the one-winged angel, but Phoenix nails him with the hammer in the top of the head. And Phoenix wins the match by rolling up Kenny. Whew. Wow. Uh, I didn't realise how much I'd missed the Elite because this was incredible. They more than played the hits here. And the finish really surprised me as I thought it was nailed on. The Elite would win. Uh, some of the stuff in there is just incredible. Whether you like this style of wrestling or not, you can't deny that the athleticism is unbelievable. Uh, a bit later on in the show, I'll talk about it now, we get a best of seven series being announced between the two teams. I can't wait for that. Yeah, great stuff again. The match for the TBS Championship was up next, with Jade Cargill defending against Nyla Rose. Uh, 
Nyla, uh, Vicky, and Marina Shafir entered in a low rider, which was pretty cool. Nyla wipes out Kira Hogan straight away. Jade is then all over Nyla. Uh, she throws it to the outside and delivers a punt kick into the fans. She then backdrops Nyla over the barricade. Nyla sends her into the steps, though. Uh, back in the ring, she hits a big scoop slam and a running splash for two. She then does a cannonball in the corner as well as a net breaker. That got two count as well. She then hangs Jade on the top rope and delivered a diving knee drop. Jade managed to hit a sit-out powerbomb in there. Uh, Nyla got up, uh, got her up, hit the jaded. That got a two count. She then misses a big swanton bomb and gets nailed by a massive punk kick by Jade, who then hits jaded for the win. This suffered massively from placement on the card, but something had to go there. Uh, but also, in truth, this was really sloppy at times. And no offence to Vicky Guerrero, I'm, I'm sure she's lovely, but I can do without hearing her scream the whole way through a match. Uh, yeah, not great this. Jade needs to work on her selling as well. But I'm confident she will get there because she is a star in the making. She is still, what, 18 months into her career. Yeah, she will get there. The Fatal 4-Way match was next when Chris Jericho took on Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Danielson and Sammy Guevara for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Right at the start, Claudia throws Jericho into the barricade. Danielson backdrops Sammy over the top and then nails him with a suicide dive. Jericho then sends Danielson into the steel steps. They then trade chops, but Jericho gets nailed by Claudia with an uppercut. He and Danielson then do a crisscross thing and they're nailing Jericho and Sammy with uppercuts and drop kicks. Danielson and Claudia then shake hands and go straight to uppercut in each other. Uh, Danielson grabs an armbar. Claudio powers up and they trade roll-ups. Jericho comes in and nails him in the head with kicks. Uh, they hit a double flapjack on him. And then they sort of both lock in half a crab. Sammy breaks it up, though, with a nice double cutter on the BCC members. Uh, Sammy and Jericho then start working together. They go after Danielson's eye. Jericho hits a Death Valley driver for two. Uh, Danielson fights back, though, and delivers yes kicks to both of them. Sammy hits a Spanish fly, and Jericho with a lion salt catches both... Danielson and Sammy Guevara. Claudio comes back in with a double foot stomp. He gets a two count, but he then springboards straight into a jumping code breaker from Jericho, but Sammy pulls Jericho off the pin. They then start trading punches and strikes, and Sammy hits a code breaker for two. 
He then attempts to put in the walls of Jericho, but Jericho kicks him off and then locks it in himself. Danielson tries to drop kick in, but Jericho catches him and puts him in the walls as well. Claudio breaks it up eventually and then locks Jericho in a shoot, sharpshooter. But cleverly, Jericho sort of crawls over and pins Danielson while still in the hold. That only gets two count though, and Danielson transitions into a label lock. Sammy breaks it up by hitting super kicks. He then hits Jericho with a GTH and a nice shooting star press for a close near fall. Sammy then tries some hammer and anvil elbows and it did not go well because they had no effect on Danielson. He slaps the shit out of him, sends him into Claudio, picks him up and launches him to the outside. But Claudio turns around and gets nailed by a psycho knee by Danielson. But somehow Claudio kicks out. They both trade hammer and anvil elbows then and both come close to winning off roll-ups. They then fight to the top rope where Sammy comes back in and nails Claudio with a cutter from the top rope and then a Spanish fly to Danielson, but Danielson transitions into a label lock as soon as they hit the mat. Jericho breaks it up. Sammy does a shooting star to the outside a bit later on. Back in the ring, though, Claudio gives Sammy a giant swing, but Jericho comes in, dives over the swinging Guevara and nails a leaping Judas effect for the win. Uh, This was awesome. All four guys were on top of their game. Jericho somehow keeps having absolute bangers after let's face it we all thought his career was over 10 10 months ago I would say uh yeah he's great at the moment really love this Britt Baker versus Soraya was our next match uh, it was so good to see Soraya back in the ring doing what she loves as the emotion flows out of her during her entrance. Uh, They go hold for hold in the early stages, but Soraya fakes being seriously hurt at one point. But she gets up, hits a thrust kick to the face, uh, but she does miss a baseball slide to the outside. Britt span around and nails her with a neck breaker on the floor. She works over the neck, hitting multiple neck breakers and elbows to the neck. Uh, Serrero catches Britt on the outside, sends her face first into the apron, followed by a crossbody. I noticed so many disrespectful arseholes in the crowd not bothering to watch this at this point, which pissed me off. Uh, Soraya then puts the boots in in the corner, but Britt sends her head first into the turnbuckle. Page though hits what used to be called Page Turner. Don't know what they're calling it now. That got two. Britt attempts a roll up and put in in the locked jaw. Uh, she does hit an air raid crash for two and then a curb stomp for two as well. Soraya fights back and hits a sunset bomb. That got two count followed by her uh, 
cradling DDT thing. I still don't know what that's called either. Again, Britt kicks out, uh, sends her face first into the turnbuckle, but Soraya hits another thrust kick and a running knee for two. Britt nails a rolling elbow and a fisherman suplex, followed by another stomp for two. Soraya, though, fights back again with another running knee and hitting two spiking DDTs for the win. I thought this was fantastic, and I'm so happy for Soraya that she, A, got through it safely, and B, had a great match as well. I hate the AEW fans sometimes, because the magnitude of Soraya getting back in a ring when she thought her career was over, and she couldn't do what she loved at such a young age, seemed to be lost on these morons, and I found it so disrespectful. At least you got a good reaction at the end, I guess, but instead of staring at your phones and shouting profanities like some knobhead did in the first couple of rows, why not support the women's division instead? I just don't understand some of these people, um, especially when it's somebody like Soraya, who is a star, whether you like her or not, she's a star. Britt Baker, who is the homegrown women's superstar there in AEW. Support them, for God's sake. Don't be idiots. And if you think Tony Khan's booked it poorly, you know, prove that you think they've booked it pro- like really poorly and get behind these women. Simple as that. The triple threat for the TNT Championship was up next as Wardlow defended it against Powerhouse Hobbs and Samoa Joe. Wardlow takes it to both men early on. He beats Joe around ringside until Hobbs flattens him on the floor and delivered a delayed vertical suplex. Hobbs was completely dominating this one and he also hit Joe with a T-bone suplex. Wardlow, though, does a fucking whisper in the wind better than Jeff Hardy ever did it. He headbutts Joe and nails Hobbs with a lariat. He hits a swanton bomb to Hobbs, but Joe breaks up the pin with a uh, back senton. Joe gets Hobbs in a front guillotine, uh, but Wardlow breaks that up. Wardlow hits Spinebusters to both men. Joe, though, hits a suicide dive out onto both of them. Hobbs drills Joe into a barricade with a pounce, which looked nasty to take. He then hit Wardlow with a Spinebuster for two. Wardlow fights back and does his Powerbomb Symphony, but Joe gets in and just nails Wardlow with a title belt. He then chokes out Hobbs and surprisingly, Samoa Joe wins the match and becomes new TNT champion. This again, I thought was great. Uh, three big guys beating the hell out of each other. Uh, like I said, really surprised by the finish and the outcome, but I don't mind it, I don't think. Uh, I know Joe's not the wrestler that he used to be, but he's not going to be. 
age catches up with everybody at some point, but he's not bad by any means. Um, yeah, liked it. I would say we're probably going to get Wardlow versus Joe again at some point. Darby Allen and Sting then took on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in a no DQ match. Uh, Darby runs out at the start of this with a skateboard and nails Jay and the goons that came out with Jarrett that were wearing Sting masks. Uh, Sting then appears in the ring behind Jeff Jarrett and he unloads on Jarrett. Sting slams Lethal on the apron. They all fight into the crowd. Darby suplexes Jarrett on the floor. Uh, he disappears and get, brings out a ladder. He sets it up on the stage and does a mad coffin drop dive off the ladder, off the stage, but straight into the arms of Satnam Singh, who catches him with ease and then just brings him to the ramp and almost F5s him on the ramp that was so great later Sting dives off another balcony onto Lethal Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt uh, Jarrett is then beating Darby with a chair and after a strut he nails him with a clothesline why they went to a normal tag match after this I will never know a bit confusing uh, Sting then came in and hit Sting splashes to Lethal and Jarrett uh, gets Jarrett in a scorpion deathlock. Sanji Duck comes in, but punches to Sting have no effect whatsoever. So Satnam Sting comes in, pushes Sanji out of the way, and delivers a massive choke slam to Sting. Lethal and Darby then go at it, and as Darby goes for a coffin drop, Jeff Jarrett nails him in the back in midair with a guitar. Uh, Darby flipping regenerates or something and pops up and goes nuts uh, Satnam Singh misses a splash on Sting in the corner so he and Darby do a coffin drop scorpion death drop combination on him Darby wipes out Jarrett by blasting him with a suicide dive Singh then counters a lethal injection straight into a scorpion death drop Darby hits a coffin drop and they win the match. This match surpassed my already high expectations with the inclusion of Satnam Singh. I popped so many times during this match, I thought it was so good. Please belt up Darby Allen and Sting before Sting has to retire. Just one of my favourite tag teams, I think. Awesome once again. Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett also played their role really well. I kind of hope that this isn't a one and done for Jarrett now. I may not be saying that after his next match, but right now I am. The match of the night came next as Tony Storm defended her interim women's world championship against Jamie Hayter. Uh, both women go for their finishes early on. Storm hits a bullet drop kick followed by a hip attack knocking Hater off the apron. Uh, she beats the hell out of her ring, around ringside, sends her head first into the ring post. 
Hater though dodges a chop, which meant Storm connected with the ring post. In the ring, Hater hits a snap suplex for two, which then wears down the champion, looking great as she does it. Storm fights back and hits a Lufez press and a hip attack in the corner that looked like it broke Hater's neck. Uh, she lands a crossbody and a tornado DDT as well for two. Again, they both throw hard strikes. Uh, Storm nails a headbutt and just falls into the cover. That got two. Rebel then sneaks out at this point and hits Storm with a title belt. Uh, a neck breaker and a lariat by Hater nearly wins it, but Storm somehow kicks out. The referee then throws out Rebel. Uh, Storm nails a big lariat for two and then misses another hip thrust, which sends her to the outside. This is when Britt Baker shows up, who nails a stomp on the floor. Hater hit a Storm zero, but again, Tony Storm kicks out. Storm then counters a lariat with a big German suplex and a Storm zero, but Hater kicks out. She then knocks Britt off the apron. A hater and throws Storm into the turnbuckle, which Britt Baker had exposed, and nails her with a sliding lariat to win the match and become new AW Women's World Champion. Interim, I suppose. Uh, this was incredible. Tony Storm was a great fighting champion, and she busted her ass off for the last few months. Busted her face up in this as well, and she will be back, I'm sure of it. But it was the right call to put the belt on Hater here because she's so over right now. And she is incredible in the ring. She's going to be a great champion, I think. The tag team titles were then on the line as the acclaim took on Swerve in our glory. All four men go straight at it. Which was kind of the theme for the night, to be honest. Bowen's hit. Lee with a rolling elbow strike and then got some assistance from Caster to deliver a hurricane runner. Bowens hit Sesame Timbers to Swerve. As Swerve fights back though, Keith Lee hits a spine buster. Uh, Bowens' arm is really hurting him throughout this match. He had it taped on the shoulder. Swerve takes out Caster on the outside and goes and gets a barricade. Uh, he leans it up against the ring apron. That will come to, into play a bit later on. Swerve goes to suplex Bowens into it, but Bowens reverses and delivers a suplex on the floor. Back in the ring, though, Keith Lee is just ripping Bowens' arm apart. Bowens tries to fight back, but Lee is just too powerful. Swerve comes in, nails him with a running boot to the shoulder. Caster finally helps out. Uh, poison Runner by Bowens to Keith Lee. Caster tags in and runs wild. He does a diving crossbody to the floor onto Swerve. Hurricane Rana to Keith Lee, but Lee rolls through and picks him up to the turnbuckle. Nails a huge chop. Caster, though, pushes him back and then nails Lee with a jumping Famouser. Death Valley Driver to Swerve. Uh, Bowens with an assisted cutter for a two. Later, Caster crossbodies Lee through the barricade that was set up against the apron. 
Bowens hits Swerve with a DDT. That got two. Swerve comes back with a jumping flatliner and a couple of running drive-by kicks. But Bowens just won't stay down. Bowens fights back up and hits the arrival. Caster with a mic drop. But Keith Lee just breaks up the pin. Uh, Swerve nails Caster with a brain buster. Lee beals Caster across the ring. And they hit the four from glory to Caster, but somehow he kicks out. Swerve flips out at this point and goes to break Caster's fingers with some pliers. This is when Billy Gunn runs out uh, as referees and security are dealing with Billy. Swerve tells Lee to use the pliers and break the fingers, but Keith Lee refuses to do it. Swerve slaps him in the face, so Keith Lee just leaves his partner high and dry. Eventually, the acclaimed hit Swerve with their new finisher, which I don't think has a name yet, but it did look great, and they pick up the win and retain their titles. This was good. Uh, didn't quite live up to their first match, but still very good. I like the stories being told throughout it Bowen sold his arm brilliantly and another finish that really surprised me it's great when wrestling can do that I think John Moxley versus MJF is our main event for the world championship uh, Moxley played situational heel here as the New Jersey fans were treating MJF as a hero, baby face. And Moxie punches him in the face straight away. MJF comes back with a slap. Hard strikes by Mox, but MJF counters and then struts. Sends Moxley to the outside. He then fakes a dive to the outside and instead runs the ropes, which got a good reaction. This pisses Moxley off, though. He comes in and he bites MJF while flipping off the fans. He hits a massive lariat and a release suplex. He then locks in the regal stretch. After MGF gets to the ropes, Moxley goes back to just beating the hell out of him. Uh, Max spits something in the face though, but Mox throws him into the ring steps on the outside. MGF fires back with a clothesline back in the ring, an atomic drop and a back rake. He then whips the champion really hard into the corner. He sets up a table on the outside, but as he comes back into the ring, he walks straight into a jumping cutter from Moxley. He does the BCC stomps, uh, they then fight out onto the apron. MJF nails a tombstone on the apron that blows his knee out. Uh, he does get a two count off the pin. Moxley then delivers a pile driver off the, ap off the apron through the table on the outside. MJF just beats the 10 count. As he gets back in though, he gets nailed with a paradigm shift. That only gets a 2 count though. Moxley then attacks the challenger's knee and locks in the figure 4. MJF manages to turn him over, but Moxley gets to the ropes. Uh, Mox delivers the hammer and anvil elbows on the top rope a little bit later on. He then hits another paradigm shift, this one off the top, 
But MGF just gets his fingers on the rope for two. MGF then spits at Moxley again, so Mox slaps the shit out of him. Uh, they trade strikes, but MGF pulls the referee in the way of Moxley, which knocks him out. MGF pulls out the diamond ring from his trunks, but William Regal comes down the ramp and yells, Don't you dare use it. Uh, MGF obliges and chucks it to the outside. Moxley grabs him in the bulldog choke. MJF rolls through. Uh, gets a two count as another referee gets there. He, though, gets wiped out as well. Bulldog choke by Moxley. Uh, MJF is tapping out, but the referee's still down. Regal tells Moxley to go and get the referee. Go and wake him up. As he is doing that, though, he passes MJF the brass knuckles. MJF nails Moxley. He wins the match and becomes the new AEW World Champion. This was so great. Uh, the pacing was phenomenal. And even though I predicted the finish, and I kind of saw it coming as well, they still pulled it off so well. MJF is going to be a must-see champion. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch him. I wasn't fooled by his uh, fake baby face-ness, should we call it. But it doesn't matter. I still love him as a heel anyway. Uh, the fans did piss me off again, though. I get that they love MJF. As I've said many times, that I do as well. But how can they boo a guy in John Moxley and chant F.U. Moxley? To a guy that's carried the company through its darkest times. <clears throat> through the COVID pandemic, he was the shining light that made us all feel like yeah, things are going to be alright. Uh, through the past couple of months, which has been a shambles in AEW, thanks to CM Punk in that press conference, the guy cancelled a well-deserved holiday to once again put this company on his back, for God's sake. How dare you boo that man and you should be embarrassed by yourself if you're one of them doing that i hope john moxley now gets his time off and he goes and rests and comes back and when he does come back he shoves it down the throats of everyone that booed him because i just can't bring myself to boo the guy how can you all in all, though, this was a fantastic pro wrestling pay-per-view. I've seen some knobheads on Twitter that found ways to shit on it. Uh, I've been arguing with most of them <laughs> over the past few hours. I cannot see what else AEW can do for these idiots. So please just go and watch something else and let real true pro wrestling fans like myself and millions of others that do watch this you know just let us watch it and have a good time don't go and spill your hate on twitter just because you like a different company there's lots of things in this world that i do not like but i don't talk about them other people like them that's fine just Whatever. 
But yeah, great show, like I said. But that is your AW Full Gear review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show, what you thought of this episode. Do that through our Facebook page or on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow with the Monday Night Raw review. So until the next one, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time.